Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Women in Tech SEO podcast. I am Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett, and I am your host today. It is not just me on my own. No, I have the wonderful Himani Kankari joining us today to talk about planning content and preparing content calendars. Who is Himani? She is an independent digital marketing and branding consultant e-commerce content consultant and content specialist. So yes, quite quite a lot going on there. And welcome to the show, Hermani. Hey, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me uh, on the WTS podcast. I am super obliged and honored to be here. This season is sponsored by Novos. Novos, the e-commerce SEO agency, has won multiple awards for their SEO campaigns, including Best Global SEO Agency of the Year, two years running. Trusted by over 150 global e-commerce brands, including the likes of Bloom and Wild, Patch and Thread, Novos provides technical e-commerce SEO expertise with a creative edge. They have been named as one of 2021's best workplaces in the UK and with a diverse, gender-balanced team are a culture-first agency. The great news is that you can join them. They're hiring senior digital PR and SEO strategists. Visit thisisnovos.com or follow on LinkedIn at thisisnovos. Wonderful. It's an absolute honor for you to spend your valuable time with us today. Um, So let's kick things off and get to know you, Himani. So can you give us a brief overview of yourself, what you do and how you got into this wonderful world of SEO? Great. So uh, I've been into this uh, digital marketing industry for more than uh, 11 years now. Uh, well, I started off uh, with uh, SEO back in 2010. And uh, like about I worked in-house for around six years and then I became a consultant working independently with the B2B companies, uh, including the SaaS companies. So, you know, uh, I am like uh, focusing on, uh, you know, helping business owners to understand their business goals and help them align with the marketing goals. So uh, based on that, I am, you know, also preparing the roadmaps and helping them, uh, helping the team to uh, work on the roadmaps. So, you know, uh, all of those 11 years of my journey, I have uh, learned uh, SEO, I have learned creating content. I have also tried mastering the skills to create the content that, uh, you know, ranks on page one of the Google and also uh, on the Google featured snippets. And, uh, you know, I would love to add that, you know, since three and a half years, I've been trying my hands and working with a couple of e-commerce businesses uh, through Ecomkeda. I am associated with Ecomkeda as an e-commerce consen- uh, content consultant, and I helped them create uh, the content-driven commerce campaigns. So it was like, you know, back in uh, 2010, I had an option to either go into the development side or I would go uh, into the SEO. So I don't know what clicked in my mind and I immediately picked up SEO and it's like, you know, I am like really learning every day something new and growing with all the new things that coming up in our industry. 
Sounds like you're very passionate about this industry. It's lovely to hear to hear that. How are you feeling if I move this on and do some quick fire questions with you? Oh, that would be exciting. Wonderful. Question number one then. Do you share your food? Oh, yes. Yeah, so you have no problem sharing food? Yeah, not at all, not at all. <laughs> Even sometimes it's difficult for me to take lunch or dinner all alone. It's really crazy. Uh, last song that you listen to? Um, that's a Hindi song, which is uh, Do you find it easy to get to sleep? Uh, not really. It's sometimes, you know, there are a lot of thoughts coming in my mind and I feel like, oh, when will I sleep? <laughs> you should have a notebook next to your bed to uh, jot these ideas down. Um, what would you rather, super strength or the ability to fly? Uh, come again. So would you rather, so say you had superpowers, so you're a, okay. a, a superwoman, yeah? Okay. Would you rather be very strong or would you like the ability to fly, so fly like a bird? Uh, I would like to balance it between both of them. Okay, I like that. And the last question for you, would you say that you enjoy cleaning? Do you find it therapeutic? Oh, okay, okay. Not much. No? It's a chore that you don't like to do. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Okay. So this is the Women in Tech SEO podcast. Um, So let me ask you some questions around this sort of theme, starting with what would you say empowers you to be the brilliant woman that you are today? Um, I would say uh, I have got three pillars for this. Um, One is the family support, you know, on the top of what my husband and my child is supporting. I have got great parents and parents-in-laws who are super supportive in everything I do. Also, I've got another pillar that comes my mentors whom I met offline or virtually. They have, you know, they have been pushing me a lot to do better every day. And lastly, I cannot forget the brilliant WTS community I'm a part of because there I see people, you know, helping each other no matter where they are, uh, you know, what uh, uh, place they are, they are not judgmental and, you know, they help us uh, and uh, motivate us to do everything that we do. So, you know, uh, these are the things that are helping me to become better every day. Wonderful. I love those three pillars there um, that are helping you and empowering you. Um, What one bit of advice would you give a woman starting out in the industry? Um, I would like to say an emphasis on learning. Uh, So I would say that there is always a room for improvement. You must need to keep your eyes, nose, ears, even hands open. To welcome them because, uh, you know, if you stop learning, you'll stop growing. So, and let me tell you, there is no age bar for learning. So keep open for yourself for learning. Definitely. And I mean, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but um, I think this is especially the case for SEO, but you're you're never going to know everything, are you? There's always something that you can learn and always something that you can improve on, isn't there? Absolutely. Absolutely, folks. You've heard it from Hermione first. 
Wonderful. Right. Let's get stuck in today's topic, um, which, as I said earlier, was um, so we're going to be talking about planning content and preparing content calendars. Um, so first question, and let's start with the basics. Um, wh- how would you describe what content planning is and, and why? Why is it important? Why do we need to do it? A content planning is a way to plan the content that we want to push out for all of our marketing activities. So everything, you know, whether you are going out, uh, you know, pushing out the content on social media, whether it is on email, whether it is through blogs or whether it is uh, something written on your website, it all is under content. And to plan it, I mean, it is important to plan it because, uh, you know, I would like to share a couple of reasons for uh, doing and planning this content thing. First is it helps us set goals. So say, for example, if you want to write a content for a website, you know, there that has a separate goal. So uh, even if we want to, you know, look at the keywords and choose the different topics, probably, uh, you know, usually that we do. We look at the keywords and choose the content topics or probably look at the current competitors uh, that uh, the content they are writing and immediately start writing them without understanding what will be the outcome. Yeah. So Mm. a content plan helps us to understand what we want to achieve after investing in a content. So whether it is for a website or any other platform, it needs to have a goal which content planning helps you set up. Another uh, reason could be, you know, that uh, it helps us and our team disciplined. Say, for example, our current website traffic is 100K and if we want to achieve, uh, say, 200K, then content planning not only helps us plan the content, but even makes us stick to the plan because we are humans. We are we tend to make mistakes. We tend to forget things. So that helps us say, stay disciplined uh, towards, uh, towards our goals. Another thing I would like to say that, you know, because a content plan is a documented plan, um, you know, we don't need to keep a track of emails or the Slack messages. We can keep a track of what we have planned, why and how. So that's why the content planning makes a major uh, role. Yes, definitely. Um, And I suppose um, I want to just quickly touch on your first point about the purpose um so whenever we're creating content I suppose um some companies may fall into the trap of wanting to create content because they know they have to do you know what I mean like content is important but they don't actually think of the that the the journey or how where does this content sit sit within like the bigger picture of my business um so I suppose purpose is very very important isn't it absolutely absolutely even what happens is you know sometimes there is a confusion between brand awareness campaigns uh, lead nurturing and even the lead conversion uh, campaigns as well so you know there are times that the uh, based on the purpose the content types the messaging also differs and because, you know, I emphasize a lot on brand positioning, messaging comes very important for content planning. 
Definitely. So when it comes to your content planning, would you say content calendars are the best way for you to achieve planning? And for those who, this is the first time that they're hearing of this term, um, how would you describe what a content calendar is? Okay, so yes, uh, to answer your first question, yes, content calendars do play a major role in planning the content and helping me to achieve all the targets that we have set. Because what happens is, uh, 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 like I said earlier, you know, the purpose, the audience, what competitors are writing, what keywords we want to target, when we want to target and how we want, I mean, how we want to publish, when we want to publish, all of these things uh, comes into content calendar. And that is the reason why it becomes important for content team, for SEO team and other marketing teams as well to understand what we are going to do with the plan that we have, the goals that we have. So if I talk about what a content calendar would include, then I would say that um, it would have uh, content topics. Also, the channels that you want to target, whether you want to write for a website, which is a landing page or a guest blog, or whether you need to write content only for social media or website blog. Uh, uh, based on that, you will also write the target audience. Uh, sometimes uh, people get confused with the target audience as well because there are two types of target audience for every business. One is the exact uh, potential customer and others are the influencers. The people who read your, consu- uh, you know, consume your content, they share it with the actual potential customers of yours. So that is the reason writing down target audience in your content calendars uh, you know, plays a major role. Uh, so next is the goal, right? Like I said earlier, if your goal, uh, I mean, if you have your current website at uh, receiving traffic at 100K and you want to reach 200K, you need to have that goal written in your uh, calendar that this is what I want to achieve. And also what happens is uh, your goal also, uh, you know, uh, is attached to with uh, many other things. Say, for example, I want to boost traffic through this content. I want to increase my, uh, you know, I want to increase the rankings. I want to increase um, the, I mean, I want to strengthen the internal linkings that are available. I want to create a better infrastructure, a better navigation for the audience on the website. So those are the micro goals that also should be present on your content calendar. Plus keywords you want to target, how much traffic do you estimate out of those keywords? If there is any featured snippet type attached to it, what would be the user intent behind searching this uh, particular content, what competitors are writing, how you want to create your outline, whether you will need to explain your FAQs or not, what kind of internal linkings you would add, what could be the word count, very, very important thing because uh, you know word count differs on the type of queries or type of topic that you're writing. If you're writing what uh, topics, it would have limited word count. If you're writing how to content, it will have a detailed uh, word count. And if you're writing a, a listicle, that would have a different uh, word count. So this makes, uh, this is very, very important. Also, what schema tags you would include if you have added FAQs, you would need to add FAQ schema tag as well. What type of uh, graphics you would want in your content? Uh, Who will be the writer? Uh, When are you estimating to publish it? When are you actually publishing it? And what is the status? 
<laughs> these are the things that I feel a content calendar must, must, must have. So it sounds like, um, so the content calendars um, then that you create are quite detailed. And do you think that's important? So the more detail that you can get in a, co- in a content calendar, the better? Yes, absolutely. And let me tell you, this is not a one person's job. No, it doesn't sound like that. (laughs) Not with all your different (laughs) avenues that you've got going on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, so I'm guessing then um, there'll be like a a couple of you then that are sort of looking after a content calendar. Um, But do you think if there are a couple of you, you still need to have sort of one person that's sort of like project managing it yes absolutely having project manager is uh, really really important because it helps uh, i mean uh that person would make sure that we stick to the plan and that we are achieving uh, we are going to achieve the results that we are expecting out of the planned content so yes that plays a, a very good uh, role so obviously there's there's a lot there that you can that you can add in. Um so for people who are um just doing this for the first time, it might seem daunting um <laughs> with all this information. So are there any sort of like quick hacks or anything that you can help to sort of speed up the process or is that not the goal? Yeah, so you're asking me that is there any way that the teams can speed up uh, and yeah. uh, can create the content calendars faster to make sure uh, it is like uh, it helps achieve the results, right? Yeah, because in my understanding is if something feels quite laborious in SEO or it takes a lot of time, um, that there's all there can be a, a a solution or something that you can help speed up the process so I don't know if that's that can be done when talking about content calendars absolutely so uh, uh I would like to share a couple of things that I am following so that could help uh, our listeners as well to uh you know to use those best practices or quick acts while creating the content calendars so uh like I said uh I would like to mention it again that we can divide the different tasks to the different team members. So, you know, a junior person can focus on doing keyword research, uh, you know, a basic keyword research and someone would do competitive analysis and another can do graphic brainstorming. The graphic design team can take over that task based on uh, the competitive analysis. So that was, uh, that will be, uh, uh, you know, a wonderful uh, quick hack to uh, implement if uh, you have a big team. If you have a small team, what you can do is you can yourself do only a couple of things that are required. There are only a few things that you can focus on, uh, which I mentioned earlier, which is uh, the purpose, the audience, what competitors are doing, what keywords you want to target, and when you want to publish, and what will be the estimated traffic you would expect. These six things you will have added in your content calendar with a small team, you will still be able to achieve 70 to 80% of your goals. Wonderful. And um, is there any way that um, I don't... <sighs> 
I don't know if this is possible, um, but I imagine that sometimes content calendars sort of get created um, and we may forget about them. You know how you get like stuck into other areas and, and things like that. So is there anything that you can put part of the process so that you're making sure that you're refer, you're, you and your team are referring back to the content calendar? Like, should you be reviewing the content calendar on a regular basis? Should you be updating it on a regular basis? Should you be um, looking at where you are? Um, how can you make sure that the content calendar becomes integral to the, to the team's process, I suppose? Right. So uh, usually what happens is uh, I have a couple of uh, companies where creating content calendars and managing and maintaining them are different. (laughs) One of uh, the companies we have, uh, we are using a tool that looks like a content calendar. So, you know, with lesser fields, we include all of those things in the tool, which is coda.io. So, you know, that tool helps you to, you know, remind you that, you know, this content is expected to be published over here. So, which is good that, um, uh, you know, you don't need to keep checking on. But most of my clients are using uh, Google Sheets or Excel Sheets to maintain the content calendars. So for that purpose, what we do is uh, when we have the dates on the calendars, we mark those uh, dates into our work calendars uh, with a with an event saying that we are you know about to uh, you know publish a content in this week. We are due to publish a content. So then we can check with all the things whether you know the uh, content is ready whether we have received the content or not we can set different deadlines by the way we can you know have a separate deadline for the writer and we can ask the writer uh, based on that timeline that you know we are due on this you can uh, whether the content is ready or not if you are facing any challenges we can help you uh, create the content faster and deliver it on time Also, uh, once the content is ready, we can ask the graphics team if the graphic is ready, the SEO team that whether the schema tags and uh, all of the other optimization things are ready or not to be implemented on the blog. So uh, I I believe that, you know, you you would need at least three days before you publish a content to make sure everything is in place. Definitely. You want to sort of give yourself a bit of buffer for anything that goes wrong, I suppose. Um, Is, is it important for a content calendar to be flexible? Um, so obviously it's good to have a structure and a plan because that's the whole point of a content calendar. But do you need to have a bit of flexibility to sort of like, maybe there'll be like changes in like business goals. Maybe there's a trend in topic or do you know what I mean? Like, do you need, <laughs> is it important for flexibility and how do you sort of build flexibility in? Right. So uh, that happens a lot of times, especially with uh, companies who is dealing with news most of the time that there are news to be rolled out. And also, you know, e-commerce companies also have such uh, uh, drastic uh, change in the calendars because there is some event coming up. The campaign is planned on the spot or something like that. So, yeah, that happens a lot. And um, it, it is very much important to keep a you know, buffer of at least one week. 
that what we can do is uh, 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 whenever you start planning a content calendar, uh, you can begin and you can keep a buffer of one week, uh, say, you know, uh, whatever it comes like, uh, say, for example, the event is, uh, we keep a gap of one week uh, after two weeks, right? Say, for example, we planned that uh, we can expect a news coming in uh, 15 days. So what we do is uh, after 15 days, we will keep a gap of one week. And uh, if, say, for example, it doesn't happen on that after uh, 15 days, we will push the plan that was after that uh, one week's buffer to the previous week. And then we will push the buffer one week to the end. So that's how we manage that, uh, you know, most of the time it is not that every week we have to publish one content. There is always a buffer of seven days so that if there is anything that comes urgently, we can uh, put it on place. Yes. Definitely. And that seems like a pretty, um, yeah, easy process there or something easy to sort of implement yourself into your plans. Um, So last question then, um, because would you believe it? Like we've already been chatting for 25 minutes, Imani, doesn't the time fly? (laughs) Oh my God, that's I know. (laughs) I feel like we've covered a lot though in this short space of time. Um, but are there any, uh, so you've mentioned a tool previously, but are there any other additional resources or tools that can help people with their content planning and putting together content calendars? Absolutely. I use uh, SEMrush SEO content tool. So that helps me with competitive analysis. So most of my, you know, competitive analysis comes out of that tool. So the time is saved here a lot. So that's also one I could be saying that that can be considered as a quick hack over here. Yes. That, um, it comes with a lot of recommendations for the competing blogs. So that really helps a lot uh, while creating content calendars. And also, I prefer using Surfer SEO to plan the content calendar. And also, they have got uh, some, uh, you know, beta version as well for the content calendar. So I am just exploring that. And it is pretty cool. So that is, uh, uh, those are the two tools that uh, I prefer using. And I always ask the team at my client's end to use it because it speeds up the process of creating the content calendars. And also I have uh, created my own content calendar template, which I keep on evolving uh, from time to time. So I also share that as well with uh, people. Wonderful. What I'll do is um, I'll get you to send me the link to that and then I'll make sure that I uh, include that link um, when I share this episode and also in the show notes. Um, so so yes, I'll, I'll share that for our listeners. Um, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge with us. Are you ready to have some fun? Oh, yes. wonderful so basically um it's a this week's feature is how many questions can you answer in 60 seconds so previous scores to beat um so we had i had giselle last time and she got five she answered five correct in 60 seconds. We had Lydia before and she answered nine in 60 seconds. So how are you feeling? Do you think you can beat those scores? 
I'm not sure about meeting them, but I'm really excited about this uh, crazy thing. Okay, wonderful. Well, there is a theme to help you out here. So um, if you don't know the answer, just uh, the theme is the colors of the rainbow, <laughs> basically. Oh. Um, so if you if you don't know the answer, just say any color that you can think of, or you can say pass. Okay. Okay. All okay. right, then. So in three, two, one. The red planet is also known as what? Mars? Yep. Who sang five colours in her hair? Pass. Puffin feet are what colour in winter? Pass. What colour is grass? Green. What colour is the centre stripe on Germany's flag? Red. Dennis the Menace wears a jumper, which is black and... Bass. What colour are Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz shoes? Bass. What colour are the G's in Google's logo? Red. Oh, blue. True, true or false, chickens calm down when they see the colour red. Come again? True or false, chickens calm down when they see the colour red. So they see red as a calming colour. True or false? True. Yeah, right, time. <laughs> Sorry, I think uh, those questions were a bit hard. Um, but you got four. You got four <laughs> in 60 seconds. <laughs> well, I would say um, that was a great number for me. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did realise when I said that you could just answer a colour, some of my questions format didn't allow you to do that. So I do apologise. That's the quiz master's fault there. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you had fun. Um, well, it's been a wond it's been wonderful chatting to you today. Um, if people want to carry on the conversation with you, how can they do that? Where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's adoratehimani underscore kankaria. And they can always connect to me on LinkedIn. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I would just like to say thanks for listening to the podcast. We are available on all your podcast playing platforms. If you want to find out more about the podcast, sponsoring opportunities or apply to be a speaker, visit womenintechseo.com forward slash podcast you can also find the podcast on twitter we are at tech seo women women pod to find out more about the brilliant women in tech seo community that my fellow co-host founded Arij abu ali and how to get involved visit www.womenintechseo.com um, I think the only thing left for us to do is for us both to say goodbye, Hermione. So goodbye from me. Goodbye and thank you so much for having me. It was really, really, really wonderful chatting to you. Wonderful. I had a splendid time too.